Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. This is episode number 48, and I'm going to say good morning to everyone out there listening. And if you're listening to this on one of the... um, all of the podcasting apps, you're like, wait a second, how does he know it's good morning? Or maybe you're listening to this at night and you're like, why is he wishing me good morning? I'm going to caveat this episode as it is before six o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. And I'm a night owl. I don't, I've been very blessed. I've never been someone that sleeps a lot. So I, I, I require very little sleep. Um, but I've had a hectic uh, last seven days and sleep is something that hasn't been coming very easy to me. So this morning, uh, I woke up about 4.30, and I couldn't sleep, and I said, you know what, rather than wrestling around, I'm an entrepreneur, let's take advantage of this, let's get up and get productive, let's let, let's la- let's do a show early in the morning, I'm going to prove to you guys that I can be passionate about a topic and fired up no matter what time it is, and I'm going to hammer this out, and I can probably almost guarantee at 3 o'clock today, I'll probably be taking a nap, because that's the other advantage of being an entrepreneur. I can be productive when I'm when I'm feeling most productive, and then whenever I'm feeling like, hey, it's time for a nap, I'm gonna make that happen. So uh, excited for this episode! I'm gonna talk a little bit about how, you know, one of the biggest problems I think for a lot of businesses, no matter if you're a small business with three or four employees, or you're an enterprise business with 20,000, 30,000 employees, is we're understanding how to implement new technology in this cloud computing world. Because for so long, we were so good at doing our due diligence and and really figuring out what the best tools were. Well, all of a sudden, we moved to this swipe your credit card and download any tool you want whenever you want. And we, we kind of lost our way on how to cr- pick the right technology, how to get the right decision makers in there, who's even the decision maker. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to talk a little bit about you know how you can uh, think about things like artificial intelligence and virtual reality, and even how you can implement new change within your company by kind of shifting who is in the conversation. And so I'm going to talk about that. But before we get into that, uh, this episode is broadcast, this is sponsored by Nine Spokes. Uh, Nine Spokes is a smart dashboard for your small, medium-sized business. It brings all of your cloud app data into one dashboard, giving you a quick and easy snapshot with what's going on in your business, all of your data. It's very easy to set up. It is free. If you go to FOMOFans.9spokes.live. Or I'm sorry, that was backwards. See, look at that. It's early in the morning. I always say perfection's a fairy tale. I just messed up the sponsor URL. Um, we're not going to cut that out because perfection's a fairy tale, and that's what you guys get here. The URL is actually 9spokes.fomofans.live. Of course, it's in the show notes down below or up above wherever you're watching this show. Please support the sponsor. Check out this dashboard. It is free. Go to the landing page, put in your information, and then all you do is connect your cloud apps, and you're able to get a snapshot of you know your financial data with your marketing data, with your social media data, and it really does give you that holistic view of what what the hell is going on in your business? So check out Nine Spokes. Really appreciate them sponsoring this podcast the last couple months. Uh, they've been a great uh, podcast uh, sponsor. 
And I want to give a, a little love and shout out to an event that I'm heading to in uh, in the UK, and it's called Marketed.Live. So the URL is pretty easy, Marketed.Live in your browser. Um, in exactly, I can, I'm looking at the website right, right now, 20 days, three hours, two minutes, and nine, so, oh, eight seconds. I will be in Derby, UK. I, I was pronouncing it Derby, but I was corrected uh, earlier this morning. Um, it is Derby. I'll be in Derby. And it's an amazing lineup. It has uh, good friends Chris Ducker, uh, Andrew and Pete, two of uh, the funniest and nicest guys that I know, uh, Mark Anquish, who I've been excited to meet. We got Lillian. Uh, we got, we got, I mean, Derby, we got, uh, I mean, the, the, the lineup is, is amazing. Don Anderson, my good friend, Victoria Taylor. So it's September 19th in Derby, UK. Um, going to be a great event. Uh, definitely check these guys out. Uh, they've put together, Paul and Tim have put together uh, an amazing lineup, an amazing experience, and I'm excited to be a part of it. And then the very next day, uh, Victoria and I are doing a, a workshop in, uh, in actually in Nottingham. So we'll be in uh, Nottingham. We're just going to go right down the street or... I guess you guys call it streets in the UK, right? Right down the road, or we're gonna take a little hopper, skipper, jump down from Derby to Nottingham, and uh, we're doing a workshop called "From Content to Customer Experience," and it's a uh, you know half-day workshop. Victoria and I are gonna kind of pull together some of our our, our insights and our views, and really kind of uh, expand on some of the stuff that you guys are gonna hear uh, at the Marketed.Live event. This is something that we teamed up with the Marketed.Live team. Uh, to pull off. So like I said, make sure you guys check out this event. Excited to be heading over to the UK. How to give the UK a plug. You know, I did 11 international events last year. I think this year I'm going to be under six. So um, I love international events. So if you guys have an event in the uh, overseas, uh, feel free. You know, I, I've been to the Middle East about 40 times. I love the Asia market, but mad love to my international listeners. Lots of uh, love to everyone that's out there that listens, that supports the show as well as uh, hires me as a speaker to come to your events. So lots of love for marketed.live. So let's get into the show. And so I wanted to talk about, you know, this came up, I was actually doing a podcast interview uh, with the CEO of a company called Gaggle Amp. And you're going to hear a little bit more about that tool in some future episodes, I can promise you. But uh, we were talking about, you know, employee advocacy tools and influencer marketing tools. And he asked a simple question. He said, Brian, how do you address this change? And how do you think that businesses need to look at technology different to have a higher success rate in, in really implementing technology? And so if you're listening to this, if you're a small business owner, maybe you're an, even an entrepreneur, or maybe you're a manager or executive um, in your business, uh, in your company, one of the things that I think we've, we have to really have to address is are the people making the decisions on what technology we're going to use are the right people in the room when we're making those decisions, right? Because cloud technology, cloud computing, what we all think of now, you know, for those that we have to put this in perspective, back in the day, and I feel like I'm going to make myself old here for being a 36-year-old millennial, but back in the day, when you wanted to upgrade your Windows operating system, you had to go to the store, or you had to go online and buy a box, and it came with a CD, and you put the CD in a CD drive, and yes, for a lot of you Gen Z listeners out there, you don't even know what a CD drive is on a computer. 
computer because most of our computers don't even have a CD drive anymore. But you would put the CD in and you would actually you would actually install the software physically on your computer. And most of the times at the time, if you wanted to update, I remember you know all of the AOL disks that we got across the board. I'm sure that my live audience who's watching here on Periscope and Facebook Live, I'm sure you guys remember all of those disks and all those CDs that we got. But the idea of deploying technology, when you were making a decision on maybe a new email marketing tool or maybe a new tool for managing your payroll or maybe a new tool for uh, internal communication or a chat client, what we used to do, this is what we used to do in business and this isn't too long ago, this is five, ten, eight years ago, we used, to, we used to look at the market, we used to decide, okay, here are five tools that are the best five tools in the market. We're going to get a, a free copy of each one of those. We're going to put it on our network, we're going to get a team together, and we, you know, we, I used to call this bake-off, right? We would have a bake-off, and we would, we would have a list of things that said, we need a tool that does this, does this, does this, does this, and the priority of these things are A, B, and C, and we would test out all of these tools. We put, you know, a couple weeks into testing the tool, and then we would come up with what we thought was the best tool. You know, we would probably give three options, like this is the best tool if money is not an option. This is the best tool if we have to you know, keep a tight budget, and ideally, if you want to cut it down the middle, this is a tool that we would do. And we would really spend a lot of time figuring out the right tool. And the reason that was is because to, to install a tool, to install that CD, to deploy it to every one of your computers in your network, sometimes even to get all of your employees to send your laptops to your central you know, headquarters and you had to re-image your laptops, this was a big process. So your decision when you were picking out your technology had to be something that you, you properly vetted, you properly spent the, the right amount of time to embrace this new technology. Well, let's face it, cloud computing came out of, you know, came, came over and really cloud computing changed the entire game because we went from this world where we had to buy a CD and we had to install it to where we could swipe a credit card, we could have access to a product for a month. If we didn't like it, we simply kept our data, we, we you know, terminated our subscription and then we bought a new tool. And all of a sudden, the, the, the power that used to exist in the CIO's office, where the CIO made all of the decisions on what technology was being used, you know, if a marketer, if a, if a chief marketing officer, a CMO was like, you know what, the CIO has taken way too long to decide what collaboration tool we're going to use. My employees love Slack. You know what, I'm just going to use my company card, go to slack.com, you know, swipe my credit card, put my email address in, I'm going to give it to all of my employees. And all of a sudden, that, that due diligence that we did, that all of that testing, all of that baking off of products now went out the wall because the people that were using, the people that wanted to use different technology could simply use new technology. There was no barrier for entry. The barrier for entry not only was taken away, but a lot of the control or the control the control that the CIO thought they had was taken away from them. And, and the concept is called shadow IT. And, and I think shadow IT is responsible for, for the cloud growth because rather than this old way of saying, you know, hey, the CIO and the CIO's team decided all of the technology a business would use, all of a sudden, Individual departments were deciding what, what technology was going to be used. All of a sudden, individual employees were deciding what technology was going to be used. And this was a big, this is a massive shift. And this is an exciting shift because now we're able to just kind of move and, and bob and weave and, and pick different things that we want. But here's the problem with that. 
with so much new technology, with so much new change, with things like augmented reality and virtual reality, artificial intelligence, machine learning, internet of things, we have gadgets and devices, I have my Apple Watch on right now, all of a sudden we started not only being able to pick and choose any technology that we wanted, but we started to have more and more options and more and more disconnection. And of course, this really has affected the CIO, this really affected the CMO, but I think we have to take a step back. And I think this is something that all businesses, and I don't care if you're an entrepreneur to an enterprise small business owner, what you need to start thinking about is, how do I use the right technology for the right solution today and also set myself up to be using the right technology for tomorrow so that I can not only empower my employees, but that I can stay on top of the game. And one of the things that I think the biggest problems that I've seen, and, and I'm going to use social media as the example because I think this is the easiest one, is we used to say, okay, I need a social media, someone that you know posts to Facebook and Twitter. You know, I'm just going to hire an intern, and I'm going to give them the keys to my social media. And the funny part about that was we would say, you know, social media, our, our employee on social media is has to know our story, is the first touch point for a lot of our customers, has to be um, smart, witty, has to be engaged, has to be always on. Oh, but we're gonna we're gonna give that responsibility to the intern, right? Well, we we realize that it's not an intern's responsibility. It's a much more powerful position. There's a lot of businesses that their entire uh, business model, their entire revenue stream, drastically changed by empowering their social media teams and marketing, really investing in social media. And so all of a sudden, the social media manager became a full-time role. And then we had community managers, and now we have multiple social media managers within a business, but we still have a problem. A majority of the time when a business, especially a large business, is making a decision on, hey, which, what tool are we going to use for social selling? What tool are we going to use for social listening, for competitive intelligence? Here is the problem. And I want, this, is, this, is my, this is my breaking news segment of this episode uh, here on FOMO Fans. The biggest problem has been the user, the people that are actually implementing the tool, the people that have their hands on the keyboard, the ones that are truly the best, the, the, the true, uh, you know, let's say, let's, let's say they're the closest to the ground as far as what tool is going to be best for that, the solution that they need. They have not been included in the decision-making process. And, and you might be like, well, that sounds stupid. How many companies, how many CMOs, have gone into boardrooms, have gone into meetings, and have sat around with a, f a bunch of fellow managers making decisions on what tool we're going to spend our giant technology budget on, and the people that were actually using the tool were not in that room. I will challenge you and say 99% of the time, the person that is actually implementing and using the tool is not been included in that decision. Now, that made sense for in the past, right? Because there was a lot of due diligence, you would interview that employee, but we are moving so fast today with technology, with artificial intelligence, with big data, we now have to really figure out how do we shrink the distance between technology decision makers, our users, and the solution that we want to actually, you know, the, the, the success that we want to achieve. If we want to achieve, hey, we want to we want to help make our employees more productive. We want to we want to allow ourselves to schedule more content. We want to get more things out across our company. And we need to, we need to find the right tool to do that. Guess what? 
We need to we need to include those users, those employees in that decision making process. Put them in the boardroom. Put them on. Let them understand what success looks like, right? Because a lot of times we don't understand the users, and I say we because I re I remember being that user that said, "Why do they pick that tool? Like they went with Microsoft Communicator. Why didn't they go with you know whatever the you know whatever tool that I wanted to use? Why didn't they go with you know Google Chat or Google Hangouts?" And most of the time, the executive had a, had a good decision, a good reason for it. Maybe it was security. Maybe it was a non-commit, uh, you know, policy in our in our product. I mean, I remember one of the companies that I worked at. You know, one of our one of our biggest customers was a software vendor, and I was so mad that we didn't pick the software that I wanted. But I wasn't included to in the. I wasn't you know purview to the information to realize that it wasn't about just the right tool but we were technically you know housing this one product in our data center therefore we needed to support them and use that product and and not having me a part of that decision i became a very bitter user I became someone that started using Shadow IT and implementing my own tool because I was not part of that decision. I was not purview to what was going on. And this this might be scary for a lot of managers. This might be, you know, for a lot of C-suite, the nice thing about being in the C-suite a lot of times is that, you know, you can pass messages downstream without having to get that direct feedback from these individual users. But here's the, here's the breaking news. If you want to embrace change, if you want to leverage cloud computing, if you want to take advantage of this amazing you know, world that we live in with technology and everything that exists, what you're going to have to start doing is shrinking that distance between what your users are actually using and getting that information, that direct feedback directly to you so that you can pivot, right? If you are collecting data and you're, you're, you're mining all of this customer information and all of a sudden you want to switch tools, shouldn't you, you include the people that are you know, kind of going through that data because there is nothing more frustrating as a customer. You know, flip it on the other side, going to a website or signing up for a new tool and them asking for all of my information when really they only needed four things of my information. The, the problem with that is the person that picked the tool and decided what what forms and what buttons were going to be on that website on that entry form was probably not the, the the person that was actually doing the data mining and doing the information. I think this is something a massive disconnect. And if you're in the C-suite and you believe, hey, I have an open door policy, you know, people can come in the open door and talk to me about any technology they want. Here's the thing: an open door policy is what I call a firing range. What you're telling people when you just say I have an open door policy is say, come through this little skinny entryway and tell me what I want to hear. And if you don't, I have you, you know, kind of pinned down and I can fire away. What you need to do is to say, I'm going to break down all of the walls. I'm going to include the right people that are using the tools, the managers that are managing the people that are using the tools, the business case, you know, executive decision makers that have to manage, you know, security from the CIO, CSO perspective, the, you know, the, the CEO managing, you know, understanding the budget, the overall, uh, you know, effects it's going to have on the company itself, probably the CFO from a budgeting perspective. You want to make sure that it's the right people in the room and it's not just 
the C-suite. And I'm not advocating for more positions in the C-suite because users aren't, you know, we don't need a chief social media officer. I don't believe that chief social media officer is needed. But I do believe that when you're making decisions with marketing tools or things that are going to impact the sales team or public-facing assets, that you need to have an ex your highest-ranking social media manager or executive in that conversation. And if you're going to decide on a technology or a tool or how you're going to play into artificial intelligence, don't you think you should have some of the users on that team inside the boardroom? The excuse that says, hey, I don't want too many, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen, here's the thing. If you don't have the right cooks in the kitchen, the food is never going to come out because thing, the, the, the line cook is coming so fast right now that change is happening like we've never seen before, and here's, here's the breaking news. Here's something that's going to that's gonna, might scare a little bit of my listeners that are out there. Artificial intelligence is going to flip all of this on its head. I believe artificial intelligence is going to drastically change every aspect of every business in the world. And the only way you're going to be prepared to take advantage of this artificial intelligence, the only way you're going to be able to, to, to really implement this and, and, and do it in a way that allows you to scale, allows you to be productive and not get overwhelmed, is you need to understand what technology is out there, what your current capabilities are, what success looks like around artificial intelligence, and last but not least, you must have the right people in the right rooms when you're making these decisions. Because if you all of a sudden start collecting the wrong data or you start implementing the wrong policies and procedures from a top-down position and then you want to pivot with artificial intelligence, you might have to go back to ground zero. Because remember, artificial intelligence, those that aren't, you know, in this space, you know, I, I love, I mean, it's probably my favorite thing right now to study and get my head around is artificial intelligence because I love the idea of machines learning from humans and humans learning from machines. And we go through this cognitive learning process where machines don't need you know, energy drinks like I do, where I'm drinking a monster energy drink right now at, at 6.15 in the morning here in Washington, D.C. You know, machines don't need to turn off, but machines, you know, this is the, the interesting thing for me with artificial intelligence. You know, Elon Musk is making it known that he's scared of what artificial intelligence could do if it was set up and, and implemented incorrectly or went rogue. Well, I've said this on previous shows. I'm I'm just as scared as giving the you know putting the keys to a, um, a a fighter jet in the in the wrong hands of the wrong person right it's it's all about input right if you set up artificial intelligence with no parameters and you let it go wild yes it's going to do damage but it's the same thing about give, if you give a seven year old keys to your car they're going to drive the car and it can do damage right it's about understanding what success looks like it's about understanding the tools and the capabilities that are out there. And then it's about aligning all of these business messages. And so I, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of employee advocacy. I'm a huge proponent of influencer marketing. And here's the thing. I believe most businesses, if not almost all businesses, have picked the wrong tool. They've decided about the wrong tool in the wrong way. And a majority of them don't even realize that if they would have included their, their social media manager, their social selling person, their head of sales, if they would have brought all of them into the room, they would have picked 
probably the right tool or at least set themselves up to be understanding what tools are out there. And if you're someone that hasn't looked at tools, I recommend you know doing quarterly bake-offs of what tools you're using. Re- assessing the tools. Say, hey, you know, I know I deployed this tool for my company. You know, I, and let's use Slack, for example. Maybe a year ago, you decided to move to Slack because that was the trendy thing to do. And I'm a huge Slack user. I actually, I see my Slack notifications running here on my screen um, as I'm recording this episode. But maybe you chose Slack. Well, here's the thing. Slack has changed drastically over the last year and a half, but so has apps like Trello and apps like Yammer and apps like Jive and apps like, you know, even Google Docs and what Google Docs can do. And I ask you this, and I challenge you this, is Slack still the right tool for your business today? And is it the right b- tool for your business to set you up for tomorrow? For when you start using, you know, true artificial intelligence, you start implementing artificial, you know, uh, or, or augmented reality and virtual reality, and we start adding all of these components. We have to, ex- ex- we have to really review and go over what tools we're currently using, why we pick those tools, and are those tools going to move us in the right direction for where we want to be tomorrow? Because oftentimes the tools change. Oftentimes, the features change, and more often than not, what we want to do with that tool or that data has changed as well. And so I'm not here to scare you. I'm not saying that all of a sudden we need every, you know, every employee in the entire company involved in every decision-making process. But I do believe to take advantage of cloud computing, to make sure that you have the best tool for your business so that you are most productive, you're not wasting your money, and you're also setting yourself up for the exciting future that artificial intelligence and some of this other technology has for us, you must change the way that you go to to you know, purchasing new tools and how you actually bring in new technology. You have to think about security. Security security was our number one concern. And then cloud computing kind of desegregated security. And security now is something that we're, we're kind of trying to bring those two worlds together. Because guess what? You know, if I don't care if you have the right tool. If you have the right tool and you're not using the right security measures and you violate the trust of your users or you allow yourself to get hacked, it doesn't matter what you listen to this entire episode. You could, you could undo all of that work if you didn't, set, you didn't put security on that radar. So I'm, I'm a big believer that the CIO, the CMO, and really the entire decision-making tree has to be empowered to pick the right technology. And then you have to work with the CIO and the chief security officer and make sure that it's brought onto the network correctly. And for you CSOs out there, for you CIOs out here, you have to set up swim lanes. You can't set up direct rules. If you say every tool must do this, you immediately encourage people to, if their tool doesn't do exactly that, they're just going to install it their own way. You have to give people swim lanes, allow things, hey, I need every tool. You know, I remember working with the government. One of our biggest things was we couldn't, we didn't allow, uh, you know, our de- the development of the tool itself, the hardcore team of the tool, could not be internationally based. It had to be U.S. based. That was something that we, you know, and that was that was a very stringent policy in our company. Well, that that eliminated a lot of great tools for us to use because a lot of great tools are being developed around the world. Well, then all of a sudden we started changing that process and we started to say, okay, the team that is actually going over. The, the, the security updates and what's going to be implemented each time we, we add new technology. We want those people to be U.S.-based, but it's okay if your developers aren't U.S.-based, right? You have to start to, you have to add these swim lanes so that you're picking, you're not eliminating tools, but you're making sure that 
you know, risk versus reward. What you're actually deciding from technology fits into the best interests of your company, also understands security risk, but also is the right technology. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's a little more of a geekier episode. If you like this kind of uh, cloud computing, artificial intelligence, check out my other podcast with my co-host, Daniel Newman. It's called Smack Talk, S-M-A-C T-A-L-K, Smack Talk. Daniel and I have been doing that for about three years now, maybe four years. Um, it's It stands for Social Media, Mobility, Analytics, and Cloud Computing is what Smack stands for. And we, we geek out on that podcast every single week. We go into a, a much more, I would say, geekier process of uh, you kind of uh, – translating the geek speak so that businesses understand where this technology is going to impact them from digital transformation to understanding uh, Internet of Things and where th- different things are going. So I don't talk about that uh, podcast a lot on this on this show, FOMO fans, but if you like this kind of conversation, I promise you, you'll love a lot of the episodes that we do there on Smack Talk, and that show's been sponsored by IBM, SAP, HP. We're actually taking the show uh, to HP Discover in two weeks in Chicago, and we'll be broadcasting live from the expo floor uh, for that show uh, there in Chicago. I'll probably do a a FOMO fans episode um, from the HP event in Chicago as well. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was an early morning for me. Um, For all those that were wondering if I still talk really fast in the morning, the answer is yes. Um, hopefully you guys saw that I still bring the passion and fire and I, I love what I'm doing. I love being able to, uh, you know, kind of bring this conversation to you guys. Shout out to the sponsor, of course, Nine Spokes. Uh, make sure to check them out at ninespokes.fomofans.live. And since this is an early morning on uh, in the U.S., but it is very international friendly podcast. Um, for those that are watching here live, I have the logo or I have the uh, one of the graphics up here for that marketed.live event. So September 19th, I'll be in Derby, UK. Great lineup of, of good friends of mine, some new friends I'm excited to meet. So check out marketed.live in your browser. Hope to see you guys there live in, uh, in the UK. And of course, I'm doing a workshop with Victoria Taylor the very next day, taking content to customer experience. If you want a workshop like that, content to customer experience, or maybe something around this FOMO fans concept that uh, that I've been talking about, hit me up. I'm happy to bring this workshops to your 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 company uh, retreats, maybe your industry event, and even your association. I'm speaking here in Fairfax, Virginia, uh, at the end of the month here in September, and we're going to be talking a lot about this same concept. And I'm going to bring the workshop uh, to the Capital One headquarters here in Fairfax. So. Uh, excited. I have uh, 10 speaking events here uh, in September and uh, probably more excited than any of them is I'm excited to head over to uh, the UK and hang out with my good friends there at marketed.live. So for FOMO fans, episode 48, C-suite, we must empower our technology employees. We must get the right people, the decision makers making decision on technology. We must include the users, we must include the managers, and we must include those executives so that we select the right technology for today so it sets us up for the correct technology for tomorrow so we can take advantage of some of these fun things like artificial intelligence and things like that. So for Brian Fanzo, iSocial fans, this is episode 48. It is in the books. As always, you can you can check out all of the information about this show at iSocialFans.com. That's my website. It has my speaker information up there. It has my bio. Uh, and remember, use the hashtag FOMOFans on Twitter and Facebook. I will make sure to be engaging. It is me, 
the podcast host that engages from that. I schedule all of the content. I reply to every tweet that I get for everybody that supports this show. Um, I love doing this show, FOMO fans. I can't believe we're two episodes away from uh, episode 50. You guys uh, make this a lot of fun. So uh, until next time, I can promise you the next episode will not be 6 o'clock in the morning. But if you like this, Tweet it out. Let me know if you like this early morning uh, live uh, podcast. Uh, there's a good chance I'll do a couple more of these uh, throughout the year. And check out csuite.com. The uh, video versions of this show are syndicated there to csuite.com. I have a new video going live on their website today. Check them out. Cheers, my friends. Woohoo! I was fired up this morning. So it is 6.40 a.m., just got off the live recording and now recording the last segment of the episode here for episode 48. Of course, this part of the show is sponsored by my good friends over at Iographer. Iographer is the book bag that I carry all of my gear in. It is the case that I do all of my live streaming with when I need to connect uh, extra components like a microphone or a boom mic or lighting. Um, great gear, great uh, team over there. Dave leads a, a, an amazing uh, company. And I, I have a discount code for you down there in the show notes. So if you want to check out the book bag that I use for all that I that I travel with, as well as um, some of the, those uh, cases that I talk about for your iPhone or your uh, Samsung or uh, Android devices, make sure to click on that link down in the show notes. I promise um, you won't be disappointed with that product. And I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about gear. And, you know, this episode was focused a lot on selecting the right technology. And um, I haven't really talked about it here on this show a lot, but uh, my my website, isocialfans.com, you know, it's my personal site. I had, I was a web design major in college, but it was before WordPress, so pretty much my the things I learned in college about web design are, are pretty much useless, other than I can, you know, code HTML like a like a boss. Um, but I, I coded my own website, so isocialfans.com. Um, it's also why it's kind of a hot mess uh, sometimes. Uh, I love to kind of uh, tweak and mess with the live version of the website. But uh, for the last two months or so, um, my my gear page, my all of my my gear for my home office, my live streaming equipment, all of the the podcasting gear that I use, the landing page for that stuff, uh, that gear has blown up on Google. Uh, my SEO, SEM results have been amazing. And it's been funny because now all of a sudden, uh, not only am I getting more companies with gear to reach out to me, but a lot of companies or technology tools are reaching out and saying, Brian, I want to set up a demo. Brian, I want you to look at this. Brian, the, you know, you're using this one product on your website and you're promoting it, but it's not the right product. Or Brian, why, can you put our, our link um, on your on your page? And I'm going to include in the show notes the link to um, the gear that I'm talking about. Or if you want to just type in your browser, thinklikeafan.live. So thinklikeafan.live, it'll redirect you directly to the landing page that I'm talking about where it has all of my gear. You can see links to my my podcasting equipment. All of the links are affiliate links. So there's some Amazon uh, links. There's some links to the desk that I use. I have a stand-up desk that I swear by. It's from the good friends over at Autonomous. So it's, um you know, I, I have all my gear up there. But what I wanted to share about that is, you know, all of these, you know, all of a sudden I'm getting all of this traffic to that landing page. I'm getting a lot of, you know, the affiliate side. You know, picking the right gear, just like picking the right technology that I talked about earlier on the show, is just super important. But also figuring out what 
what matters to you, right? There's so many people telling me, Brian, man, I have a, I have a much better stand-up desk for you. Or, Brian, I'm going to send you uh, a tool that's going to be way better. It's going to make your videos so much higher def, and you're going to be able to do all of these transitions and do all of these things. And the interesting thing is they didn't even take the time to listen or watch or even ask me what matters most to me. How is How are you telling me how are you telling me that your tool or your technology is the best for me or is better than what's on my website when you don't know what I care about, right? And so this rant, this little five-minute segment that I'm doing here at the end here is, you know what, like, let's, let's slow our roll. When, you, when you're talking, if you're, a, if you're a tech brand listening to this, if you're a tool brand, and I, you know what I recommend, if you have friends out there and you have, they have a technology or they have a tool and they want me to use it as an influencer, they want me to talk about it, send them this episode because here's the thing. If you listen to my shows, you know what matters to me. I like simplicity. I like understanding the features. I like new stuff. So if you have stuff that's pushing the envelope. But more often than not, I like people that care about me and my content first before you ask me to spend my time to care about what the hell you have to say. Every person that tells me I have a better technology, I have a better tool, you need to get on the web, on the phone with me, you need to... Hi- take on my services, you know what? You need to not tell me what to do because if you don't know what matters to me, you don't even, you don't even, this conversation isn't going to start. But if you reach out to me and say, Brian, hey, I saw on your website that you, you're you using this, uh, the Rode Smart Lav, uh, Lavalier microphone for your live streams. You know, I don't know if you've ever tested out um, our tool, but we have a really, you know, really cool tool that you probably are going to like if you, if you, uh, if you like the Rode. But the thing that we have different than the Rode is, you know, we have a longer cord for our microphone. And one of the things that we've been really testing is a lot of people that like the Rode have really been limited by these couple things, right? Like if you take the time to do the due diligence and then break down why I will care and what matters to me, guess what you're going to do? You're going to get a phone call back from me. And even if I don't switch to your tool, even if I don't use your product, more oftentimes than not, I will mention, man, this company did a great job reaching out to me. Or man, you guys got to check out this company. They are really some good people over there. They're doing some great things. Because I really appreciate people that take the time. I really appreciate the brands that do it the right way. But sadly, so sadly, most companies, most brands are going about all of this the wrong way. And you know what? I get lots of free gear. I mean, lots of free gear. And, and if you want to send me free gear, just send me a DM. I will uh, give you my address. I am always open to trying out new things. I'm even driving a, a Toyota sent me in a car. I'm driving the new Toyota Corolla 2017. Uh, they sent me the car for a couple of weeks to drive um, for me to share my thoughts on, on that car. And I love testing. I will give you, here's, the, here's, here's my promise. I'm going to wrap up this episode with this kind of thing. Here's, here's the promise I give to you. I'm going to give you honest feedback. I'm going to tell you why I liked it, what I didn't like about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to take the time. If you take the time of get, sending me the product or the gear or free access, I'm going to take the time to try it out as long as you make the ask correctly. But here's the, my, my guarantee. I will never bash a product publicly that is given to me, but I will never promote or talk about a product that is given to me that I don't use or I don't like. So that's the risk for you. If you think your, your product is superior, send it to me. But you have to remember, it has to stand on its own. It has to be what I want to use because I think this is the, a massive problem with gear. It's a massive problem in the affiliate marketing space. It's really a massive prob- problem in the influ- influencer space as well is 
you know, for me, I only promote the gear that is on that website that I'm talking about. You've got to think like a fan live. All of the gear on there is what I use every day. It's what I am leveraging. It might not even be the best gear. My podcasting mic might not be the best one. My, my uh, you know, the board that I'm using to uh, edit this audio might not be the best, but it's what I like. It's what I'm using. And so if you want to get on my radar, you want to do that, you can, you can do that. But let's do it the right way. Let's reach out to people. Let's, this, is, this is how I will wrap up this part. Let's show you care about that person, about that brand, about that person you want to care, show you care about them before making the ask for them to care about you and your product and your company and your and what you're doing. Because with so many options and so much stuff out there, if you don't care about me first and it's all about you, 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 and what I'm doing wrong, I just hit the spam button in my email box and now you've lost me as a fan, as a friend, possibly a user, and more, more than likely an influencer if your product doesn't suck. My name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocialFans. Check out my website, iSocialFans.com. You can just click on the top where it says video podcast and gear and click on the gear link there or go to thinklikeafan.live. Shout out to both my sponsors, Nine Spokes and uh, Oh, mind fart here at the end of the episode. Uh, Iographer for uh, sponsoring uh, this episode of FOMO Fans. Until next time, my friends, cure your FOMO, share FOMO friends, FOMO fans with your friends. And I might go take that nap now because it is still before 7 a.m. But I am one step closer to curing your fear of the